And nobody answers the second time tonight. I've tried to call. I don't know if she's not. Hush, Susan, I'm making a tape. Just told Susan to go to bed. I told her to go to bed an hour ago. She's still up watching movies, so I finally got her in bed. Um, so I don't know what the story is. She may not be ringing the right number. But I don't have a number, so I just told her who I wanted to speak to, installation duty officer. And she may not be ringing it right. Oh, uh, so I have your letters here, Mother, and uh, I was reading in it. Didn't have too much to say. Comment on it. How's your finger? Is it okay now? Has it acted up again? Um, I will send the coupons on to Lee. I need to make Lee a tape, too. In fact, I just got two tapes from her this week and haven't had time to sit down and listen to them, so hopefully soon I will get around to making her a tape and sending the coupons. Um, what else? To, oh, I was talking about day camp. So anyway, Lauren and Trey are going four hours a day, which it's not as, well, they started Monday. It has not been as rest and relaxing, restful and relaxing as I would have thought because it means two trips into post take them and to bring them back because I don't know anybody else who lives out here or any of my friends or anything who have their children enrolled. And Lauren says she's not real happy with it. Um, I told her tough. I'd paid for it. She was going to go. I think Trey's really enjoying it. They take them to the beach on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but they don't let them go in swimming, which I think is kind of poor because they've only got about 10 kids they have to watch. You know, it seems like they could let them play right there around the edge, around the water. Um, they're going to Pinocchio Park Friday, and um, so it's it's a lot of running for me. Monday I had a I was on post the whole time they were in the day camp. I was on post running errands, and then I had a meeting. I had lunch with Jim. Susan and I had lunch with Jim, and then I had a meeting one to three with Father about Ave Maria Gill for next year and all that. But that's another story. Uh, so that was shot. Yesterday I had a commissary meeting, and then what I did was, since I'd already been in the post, I didn't want to go back. I didn't get home from post till 1230. I didn't want to have to turn around and go back in and pick the kids up at 230. I just walked to the beach and picked them up from there. And then today I had uh, the board meeting, the wives club board, at my house, followed by lunch. And so that shut up the whole time they were in it. But Hopefully now I don't have anything else planned while they're in it and I may be able to get a few things done and enjoy myself. I checked out a guitar from the chapel and got some guitar books. I would like to start picking and learn a little bit about the guitar. It's something I've always wanted to do and I feel like, you know, I could probably teach myself how to do it. It's not that difficult. Um, so that's one of my projects. Also to make this tape to you and make a tape to Kristen is another project. Write Shelley. I haven't even written her since she left from her trip, or we left after her trip. No, that still is right. Since she left here to go back to the States, that sounds better. And I've got my stamps sitting over here that companies, a couple companies have sent me some stuff and I need to go through and check that out. So, you know, stuff has really been piling up. But hopefully I'll be able to get around to that in the next couple weeks. Like I told you, Jim is going to um, 
Munich Saturday morning. He's got his two-week school. Um, he and another major are going up in our car, and we're hoping that he can get us some kind of reservations, uh, either in Munich or Kimsey for the last week up there, and then the other girl and her two kids, and uh, me and my three will go up, or I should say I and my three will go up to uh, Kim Sayer Munich that last week, I kind of want to go up so I can make a trip up to the crystal factories again. Which brings me to uh, the little brochures you sent on the crystal. I take it the pattern I'm to look for is cherry wood. Uh, however, I'm, whose pattern is that? John and Ann's or uh, Lynn, uh, Kristen and Mark's? Uh, also, exactly what am I supposed to get in it? I don't know that you said that on the tape. Uh, so I need to know that. Uh, of course, you won't have time to get back to me before I go up to the crystal factories, but I'll just have to see what's up there. Well, let's see what else. Uh, so anyway, he'll be gone for those two weeks, and I should be able to get a little bit more done when I don't have to fool with uh, fixing a big meal at night and you know this kind of thing. Kind of take it more easy. Uh, the kids did have a pet. They had a cat. In fact, we had a couple cats. Um, a couple we know uh, had a cat who had kittens, and I told her I would like one for the children. So, oh, it's been a couple weeks ago now. We, she said, well, they're eight weeks old. Come by and get one. So we went by and we got a cute little kitten, and brought it home, and of course Jim said, you know, I don't want the cat in the house, blah, 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 blah. Well, the cat was kind of hiding from the kids. He'd go behind the shrunk, go into the buffet, and go into the uh, china cabinet, and got excited and went tee in the kitchen, and went poo-poo out on the porch, and you know, this kind of stuff. Well, I, that night, put it outside, and it cried and everything, but it was okay, and then the next night I put it outside and ran away. And what I think happened was someone I know told me they were walking by and this cat around my house and the cat started following them and they didn't know it was our cat and followed them about a couple blocks and, you know, then disappeared. So I assumed that was our cat and never came back. So I went back to the girl and I told her, I said, you know, hey, the cat's disappeared. And she said, well, she said, what you need to do is you need to keep it in the house about a week till it becomes familiar with your house and then you can put it outside and uh, it will, you know, stay around. So I said, fine. So we got it on a Friday like we had the previous cat and I had went ahead and got the litter material, made a litter box up for it, put it in the bathroom because she had trained the cats. They were litter trained and sure enough, the cat would go in there. I think I only had one or two accidents a couple day period. Would go in the litter box and um, much more friendly with the children, would climb up, sit in their laps, love to sit on the furniture, Jim's chair, you know. Nighttime wanted to come in here and sleep in our bed, and uh, we had to close our door, and she'd stand there and cry at our door. And then the second day we had her, a friend said, hey, put her in the bathroom and close her up, you know, because um, Lauren had gotten up early in the morning, too, saying the cat was in her bed and she couldn't sleep. So we put her in the bathroom, and she seemed to do fine in there, and then let her out in the morning. and. Uh, 
we'd gone to the beach and I'd left her outside because I didn't want her in the house while we were gone. And we came home, you know, she was in the backyard and playful and everything. And then the next day when I went, we went to church, I uh, put her outside and we came back from church and she was gone. And she shouldn't, hadn't showed up since. So I figured what I should have done is rather than put her outside, I should have locked her back up in the bathroom. Of course, now that you know, I think about it, it's bridge under, water under the bridge. Uh, but so the kids don't have any cat. Now, but I really did like this little cat. She was really friendly. Even Jim was holding her. So I really hated to see her go. And then the girl we got her from didn't have any more kittens. Uh, she'd given the last two away, so we didn't have any more cats to take. So meanwhile, our babysitter this past week um, told me that a striped kitten had taken up at their house. She lives about, oh, I don't know, three blocks away, three and a half blocks away. So I said, well, if, if you see her around again, give me a call. I'll come over and look and see if it's our cat. So her mom called me a couple days ago. She said, the cat's here. Would you like to come over and see it? And I said, fine, you know, I'll be over. So we went over. It was not our cat. Uh, but she said she couldn't keep the cat because her son had asthma. And I said, well, you know, we'll take the cat with us. And I told the kid, I said, you know, she's got to stay outside. This is not a house cat. She's not litter trained, and you're just going to have to keep her outside. They said, fine. Well, she lasted about two hours, and then she ran off. So there goes cat number three. So somehow I feel we're just not destined to have a cat over here. So that's the story of our cat. Um, Jim has been very, very busy lately. In fact, I guess in the last three weeks, I have hardly seen him at all. The kids, well, kids have seen even less of him. Over the July 4th weekend, he started scuba diving. And he had a very intensive, I guess it was a 10-day class, where the whole three-day weekend, he was gone all day at the Continental Hotel pool learning to scuba dive. And then every night after work that next week, he was either in class or they were out in open water south of Livorno scuba diving. Not getting home till 10 o'clock at night. The kids were already in bed. And then the next weekend, Saturday and Sunday, he was gone. Well, all day Saturday just about. And then Sunday he came back early afternoon after his dive. But he is now a certified diver. And he just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. He said he had so much fun. And now he's really after me to take up scuba. Uh, it's something I've always wanted to do, but I don't, having seen what he's been through, I don't know that I have the stamina for it. I haven't really swum in years, and you have to be able to swim 200 meters nonstop. Of course, you can take as long as you want to and use any kind of sto a stroke you want swimming it, but I don't know that I can do that. I just don't know that my stamina and my legs is, you know, built up enough. Um, and there's really no place to practice getting in shape for something like that. And he says they're going to give another uh, class starting Labor Day weekend, I think. But he said there were nine people in his class, and he had like uh, between instructors and people who were certified, acting, you know, helping out. There were like six of those, and then the nine people in the class. So he really got a lot of individual attention. But he loved it. He brought back a starfish for the kids, and he 
brought some coral that he found, and uh, you know, he really just said it was just fantastic. But what happened, the three days he was at the Continental Pool Hotel, his lips got so sunburned that they broke out, his bottom lip broke out in his sores. It was, his bottom lip was one mass of sores. It sw got swollen, swelled to at least twice its normal size. Oh, he just looked terrible, just terrible. Uh, I had tried to tell him when he first went out that Saturday, put some sunscreen on, you know, told him twice, told him where it was, did everything but put it on him. Sunday, it did, told him to put it on him again. He didn't do it. I told, finally told him, I said, you know, I should have treated you just like one of the kids. I should have gone and gotten it and put it on you. You know, I said, come on, Jimmy, let Mama put it on you. So when his lips started getting real bad and everything, I we was sitting at the dinner table and I told the kids, I said, you see what happens when you don't mind Mom? Thing, bad things happen to you. Well, his lip is just now healing. It's still got some scabs on it. But couldn't even kiss him. You know, it was really gross, just terrible. Of course, he just looked a sight. And I was glad that, you know, he really didn't have anybody he had to meet or see or anything like that other than work because definitely would not have made a good impression. But he really loved it. Um, they have a dive, I think, scheduled for um, August the 14th. They're planning on going up to uh, Porto Venere, I believe is where they're going to dive, and uh, take the wives with them for a day trip, which should be nice. We're going to be keeping the Mills' two girls that weekend, I think Saturday and Sunday night. They're going down to Rome to uh, attend the opera down there. So uh, it should be interesting to have them, so I'll probably have to get a babysitter for all five kids the Sunday we're gone. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, and so then, you know, we didn't see any of him then, and he has been working to, you know, 7.30, some nights 8 o'clock before he gets home. He lost his uh, chief NCO back in early June, and he hasn't, he's got a new fellow in, but he's just new, and he hasn't trained him or anything, and so he doesn't have anybody to do a lot of the work, and everything's falling on his shoulders. And, uh, then, let's see, to top that all off, fellow we're sponsoring who's taking Dave Leedy's place. He's a captain, senior captain. Came in while Jim was taking the scuba diving classes and so I had to go out to the airport to meet him. Uh, luckily another fellow here, another captain that we know, knew him from before so we I went out with him and we've been very busy with him. Uh, he's was in the hotel here in Terenia for a while. Of course, we had him over for dinner quite a bit at night. So, you know, that shoots our evening having him over. And the fella moved last weekend, I guess, onto post to the BOQ, and which helps some. But uh, there's been a lot of new people coming in the last few weeks, and we've had new people over for dinner twice. Um, we had a going away dinner for one of his warrant officers uh, Friday night, who was leaving this past Friday night. The night before, we had gone to a going-away dinner for this fella. So it just seems like, you know, our nights have just not been our own. And like I said, the kids have seen even less of Jim than I have because some of the nights, at least, you know, we've been out to certain functions. Um, then Saturday, he worked all day Saturday. 
Sunday was our anniversary. It was a real bummer. Uh, like I told him, we well, he said, you know, we'll go out to brunch, and then I'll take you out to dinner that night so you don't have to cook. Well, we went out to went to mass, went to brunch afterwards. Um, then, well, there was oh, the Navy is here again on the USS Eisenhower, which is a big carrier plus two escorting vessels. So they're here. Of course, that means more work for Jim because they're utilizing the club and all the MSA um, facilities. So he's having more work, more supervision he's got to do for that. So we're finishing up brunch. Well, oh, before we even get into brunch, the colonel catches him and takes him off into a corner. So he's late coming into brunch. So I get the kids all situated eating. He comes into brunch, sits down, and we eat. And he said, I've got to go check on a few things. Um, I'll, you finish up here, and I'll meet you outside. Well, meanwhile, the fellow we're sponsoring, Al Wondrasic, <coughs> um, had joined us for brunch. We had, <coughs> excuse me, asked him to come over and have brunch with us after mass. He's Catholic too. Um, he was joining us for brunch, and then Jim invites him to come swimming with us at the beach. And I told Jim, I said, you know, I had the kids out all day Saturday at the beach. We got more than enough sun. I said, we don't need to go out. I wasn't planning on taking them out Sunday. You know, it was really what I wanted to do was clean the garage out because I knew it was the last weekend I was going to have him for about three weeks. And we needed both of us to do this. And, uh, you know, not a very romantic thing to do on your anniversary, but it was something that needed to be done. So Jim leaves to go check up on this thing, and he's gone for over an hour checking up on this. Meanwhile, the kids are getting more hyper by the minute. Al just, though, has kind of taken Trey in tow. He's got two little, well, he's got four kids. He's got a six-and-a-half-year-old girl, four-and-a-half-year-old boy, a two-year-old boy, and a three-month-old girl. And he left his wife in North Dakota until um, he can find housing for them. And when we first found out, you know, that he had four kids and the ages of the kids, I said, well, he's either got to be Mormon or Catholic. And when I first met him, I thought maybe he was Mormon because he was from North Dakota and he seemed kind of low-key and all, which most Mormons are. But then the next day when Jim took him in meet the colonel and everything. So the colonel came right out and asked him, was he a Catholic? And he said, yeah. And he's come out a lot. He really is a real nice fella. And uh, got an outgoing type personality and just has really taken Trey in tow. He really, you can tell he really misses his kids. And, you know, he's been real good with, with my kids, especially Trey. And um, so anyway, so we had to wait an hour for Jim. And then we came on back. We didn't get home till 2 o'clock that afternoon. So I told Jim, I said, I got enough, son. I said, why don't you and Al take the kids to the beach? So they took the kids to the beach for about three hours. And, I, you know, it was the first time I had had by myself at home without children. And I couldn't tell you when. You know, it had been months. So I sat down and read the paper, and I thought, golly, this is really nice. And then after I read the paper, I thought, I don't know what to do with myself. I really don't know how to act. You know, what should I do? I don't have any kids. And I hated to get started in something. I thought, well, they'll be back any minute. I just, I just kind of roamed the house. I, I was pathetic. I really was pathetic. So um, they came on back about five, and Jim took 
Al back into post, and then we came and got ready for dinner. And we had asked uh, Karen and Steve Slinker to go out with us because it was also their anniversary. They were, all, they were married the exact same day we were. They celebrated their 12th anniversary, too, so we all went out to Valley Chiara. Uh, but to top it all off, Jim had not gotten me a present. Uh, I had told him several weeks before what I wanted. I said, down at Bruno's, I said, I either want a Capo de Monte porcelain figurine. I said, there's one down there of three children I want, or there's a Yadro of, of three children. And he hadn't bought it for me. Well, Mary, I thought I'd, I'd take you down there with me. I said, you don't need me to go down there. You can go down there and get it yourself. You know, I expected you to go down there before now. Had not even bought me a card. You know, it really hurt my feelings. Uh, I said, you know, Jim, that's really poor. You didn't even go buy me a card. And uh, he said, well, well, didn't I? I just bought you a card. Didn't I get you a card? And I said, that was Mother's Day, remember, and you forgot to give it to me? And he says, oh, yeah, I, I guess that's right. So uh, that afternoon, though, I really couldn't gri I started griping about it. But then that afternoon, I thought, well, I'll go get his card out that I got for him because I had gone to the PX that week and went, had put all the cards I had bought in one place. And lo and behold, I had forgotten to get him an anniversary card. I remember looking at the anniversary cards, and I picked him up a birthday card, and I picked Linda up a birthday card, who has a birthday at the end of July. I picked Linda and Herschel up an anniversary card, and they have an anniversary the first week in August, but I never walked back and picked Jim up an anniversary card. So when Jim got home, I said, well, weren't you kind of wondering, you know, why I didn't give you an anniversary card? And he said, well, I guess that, you know, since I didn't give you one, you weren't going to give me one. And I said, well, I said, let me tell you what really happened. So uh, neither one of us got cards, but I went and bought him uh, a card today, and I signed it, and I put better late underlined than never <laughs> underlined. Uh, so he wants a watch, which I haven't gotten for him either. I have. I looked for it at the PX and I told him they didn't have what he wanted and I've gone through the catalogs and I'm going to have to have him sit down with me to pick out exactly what he wants. He wants a diver's watch with a calculator on it so he can figure out air time and all that down there. So I told him, I said, you know, it really was a bummer of an anniversary. Oh, and to make matters worse, so he goes out before we go out to dinner, he runs down to Bruno's to uh, get me my present. Well. He didn't like the Yadro figurine, so he didn't buy it. And he said the Capo de Monte porcelain one was uh, 230 mil. And he said, if, if I'd bought that for you, he said, we wouldn't have had enough money to go out on for dinner. And he said, but do you want it? And I said, well, you know, I may go, may go back and get it later. So it, you know, I told him, I said, really not a romantic uh, evening at all. The only time he and I had to spend together was the time uh, going over to Slinkard's to pick them up, to take them out to dinner with us. You know, so it was really kind of a bummer. But, uh, so that's why we have not seen much of Jim at all. Oh, then to top it off, okay, that was Sunday. Monday was Monte Carlo at the club, and Jim always deals at Monte Carlo at the club. Um, and they had a special one because the sailors were here, and they wanted to get their bucks. So he didn't even, he stayed in on post and didn't come home. I did have lunch with him at the club. But he didn't get home till after 1 o'clock. Um, Tuesday, that was last night, okay. Didn't get home until 7.30, 4 to 8, somewhere in there. 
No, 7.15, I guess. Tonight he has duty. Okay, tomorrow night he had wanted to have some new people over for dinner. And I told him, I said, no. I said, no way. I said, screw the Army. No way. I said, you're going to stay home with your family. I said, I'm tired of entertaining. I said, you know, I've had it. I've just had it with the Army. I've had it with all this. I said, when you start staying home a little bit more, we'll start entertaining again. Uh, and then, of course, he leaves Saturday morning for two weeks. So <clears throat> I just, you know, really got fed up with the whole smear. And uh, especially, you know, I was trying to get everything ready today for this luncheon that I had. And wanted him home yesterday. And I called him last night at 5.30. And I said, you know, I really need you home. And he says, well, I've got a little thing, few things to wrap up. I'll be home by 6.30. And then he comes walking in at 7.15. So I told him, I said, you know, I can see why some lonely women have affairs. And he looked at me. <laughs> I said, I can see why they do. And he said, well, he says, I could start playing Joe Schultz and go to the bar when I get finish work at 7 o'clock. I said, you better not. And I said, I didn't say I was going to have an affair. I just I could see why some women have affairs when their husbands are never home. So, you know, I've been giving him a lot of grief about his long hours, but he just got a, told me a new lieutenant came in yesterday that has been given to him, so maybe this lieutenant will be able to take some of the, his workload off, because he's just, really has too much to do. Oh, so let's see what else is happening here on my list. Uh, I've got down here children's sizes. Did you ask for the children's sizes? I don't remember, uh, but I guess I ought to go ahead and give them to you. Maybe you did. Uh, Trey is a three. Uh, Lauren is a six, and Susan is a ten. Well, I guess Trey is finally bow trained, more or less. Um, he's still staining his pants a little bit. What happens is. He'll have supper, and then within the half hour, he'll say, I got a potty, got a potty, and I rush him to the bathroom, and he'll have stained his pants a little bit, but then he sits and goes. Only he had a terrible accident. Uh, what night was it? Monday night, I guess. Uh, I was out cutting the grass after supper, and I guess I wasn't here to take him. And he went and pulled, well, he went some in his pajama bottoms, and then he went on the front porch and went, you know, two big old, you know, what's. And I smelled it as soon as I walked in the house. And I saw it on the front porch. I had cleaned up his potty seat to take to the thrift shop and left it sitting by the front door. He had gotten something on that. Every, I don't know if he tried to go on it or what. Went in the bathroom. He had tried to take a paper towel and clean himself up. And it was all over the paper towel. He had gotten it all down the front of his shirt. I guess he'd gotten it on his hands and wiped his hands on his shirt. Just threw him in the tub for a second bath of the day. Then I said, Trey, where are your pajama bottoms? He didn't know. Well, I finally found them in the dirty clothes hamper full of poo-poo. So it was just gross. And I spanked his little bottom, and I told him, I said, you don't ever go potty on the porch again. That was as bad as going TT in the um, toy box that time. And... Uh, I said, you know, you come tell mother. What 
What's bad is I had had him on the pot on two separate occasions before that for about 15 minutes at each time. He told me he had to poo-poo, and he sat there, and he didn't do a thing. And, you know, then he pulls this little stunt, and he, about the whole week before that, he had just been perfect, you know, going on the pot, not going in his pants other than maybe just a little stain when he first started, but, you know, that was only once, and it washed right out. So I guess eventually and gradually he's getting there. It's just been kind of trying on me. Um, our tomatoes have started coming in. In fact, we've picked three in the last two days. I haven't even tasted them yet. Maybe tomorrow I'll eat one for lunch. Uh, but they really look nice. I need to get out there and um, fertilize them again. Uh, we haven't really had that much rain the last two weeks. We've had about one day each a good day's rainfall uh, one day in each week and of course it's been the day after I had watered the tomato plants, soaked them for three or four hours on the evening and then the next day it had rained, never fails. So I think I'm going to probably soak them again tomorrow night. Uh, how was your July 4th trip to see John and Ann and Tripp? Uh, hope everything is well with them. Uh, noted what you said about Tripp having to have his two front teeth out. You know, when I taught preschool, I had a precious little three-year-old in there. His name was Patrick. I remember him so well. White, blonde hair, really pretty little boy, missing his two front teeth. And they didn't put any kind of bridge or anything in there, but I think the kid had fallen off his tricycle or something. But just a darling child, even without his two teeth. Um, we had an interesting July 4th. Uh, well, we, Jim wasn't around. I took the kids to the beach on the Sunday and the Monday. But uh, we went back Monday night for fireworks. And, oh, they were spectacular. The beach was just full of people. In fact, mostly tourists. I saw very few people I knew. Uh, but I have never seen such spectacular fireworks. The show lasted, I think, 45 minutes. And they were just beautiful. Of course, they shot them out over the water. And everybody sat on the beach back back on the beach uh, for safety. And in fact, I heard several people comment that they had never seen such a, a beautiful firework display. It's just gorgeous. Um, Trey and Susan and Lauren, well, Trey got a little scared at first because he heard Lauren and uh, Susan talking, oh, scary, scary, you know. So he sat there with his arm choking my neck for about 20 minutes. But I don't think he had remembered them from last year because he had slept through most of them, as I recall, because they were late starting because the wind was in the wrong direction. They didn't start till oh, maybe 11 o'clock last year, whereas they started right at 10 this year. But really nice. Uh, of course, the Italians love fireworks, and I'm sure they could be seen all up and down the beach. And there was a, we could see a boat anchored out in the water, and they probably got a real good show, too. Uh, the cookbook that uh, the Wives Club is putting together, we had hoped to have back for our September welcome coffee on the 14th, and if not then, for sure, for our bazaar the first weekend in October, but Camilla brought up today at the meeting that she heard from the company, and they cannot guarantee us our cookbook until mid-October. So I'm sure they're going to sell as soon as they get here. We're just hoping it would have gotten here a bit sooner. But she really put some work in. She copied over a lot of recipes.
like I was saying, she copied over a lot of recipes, and I helped her go through and, and sort them out. And surprisingly enough, we only had two duplications. And uh, I think it's some of the recipes just sound out of this world. So I'll be sure to send you a copy when we get it. And by the way, Camilla brought over those two recipes you had wanted, uh, one with those little ham roll-up things, those hors d'oeuvres she had when we were at her, at her house, and the other was that spinach dip. I think I'm going to copy that spinach dip one down before I send it. Uh, so what else did I want to talk to you about? Well, OWC is, like I said, we started again today. I had a board meeting. We met for almost three hours, and uh, I feel like we got a lot done. I had met with Anita previously, oh, a couple weeks ago, for about an hour and a half, telling her what I envisioned doing this year and, you know, get her support and things. And then last week I had met with the budget committee and we had worked up a budget for the coming year. We're going to have quite a bit of money this year to spend. We're making a lot of money, um, which is nice, you know, we can help the community. Um, so then we started in with our board meeting today, and it, it was kind of lengthy. And I went over to Camilla's tonight to get some tapes and was talking to her, and she said, you know, she felt like things went well. And I was saying I kind of got the impression that I'm not getting people volunteering for things like I would like. Uh, like I need board members to head up certain committees, certain activities, and people seem to be a bit reticent. And I, you know, you don't want you don't want to push volunteers too hard. Uh, it's different when they're a paid employee and they work for you, but when people are volunteering their time, you you know, you kind of tread softly. But hopefully things are going to work out. Um, our big, we're having another wicker sale August 31st, and I've gotten two people to co-chair that. So hopefully we'll make another thousand dollars off of it. And uh, then our activities coffee is coming up September the 14th, and I've been scrounging up people to teach classes and, and things like that. And I've got a pretty good list of things that can, we can offer through the Wives Club, whereas last year all that they, we had was tennis and bridge. This year, you know, got quite a variety of things. Uh, so I think it really will be a good year for us. Um, then Ave Maria Guild, I would love to get out of being president of that. And I met with Father for a couple hours Monday afternoon, gave him the agenda we had worked out for the coming year and firmed up some things for the year. And our call to conference has come now. You know, I went to Birch's Garden last October, and it's time to start thinking about that again. And he wants me to start giving some talks about that in church. And I told him, you know, I really would like to see elections. And he was of the opinion, well, you know, elections next April or May. And I said, hey, you know, I was really thinking, like, November. We kind of comp compromised February and March. But there's going to be a lot to do with that, too, because there's going to be a welcome coffee or a welcome luncheon on September the 2nd. So that's going to, a lot of that work's going to fall on me to plan that and get out, you know, people to come to that. And, uh, a lot of it's going to be a one-to-one -one type thing that, you know, you've got to personally invite people to come. And uh, so that's, you know, another headache, another thing to consume my time with. And I, I'm getting to where I'm, I'm real jealous of my time. Uh, I just, and I'm selfish, I guess. 
with it. There's just some things I want to do for me, and you know, I guess it's just getting old. All my volunteering. I get like this when I get bogged down in too many things, and one day I start feeling real sorry for myself. And then when I go a week and it's been a real easy week, I'm back in the spirit again. But it's been a rough three days, so I'm feeling sorry for myself. You've probably noticed that listening to this tape. But uh, so, you know, we're planning that. And he wants, he doesn't know if the chapel's going to be able to come up with any money to defray expenses for this conference. And it's going to cost, we figured out roughly $175 per, wom per woman for the week, and uh, last year the chapel picked up everything but uh, I think one night's lodging and the $27 transportation. So uh, we are looking at, you know, bake sales or raffles or something like that to raise some money, uh, this in the month of September. So it's, it's going to be a lot of work done, uh, or have to do. And to top it all off, had a bombshell dropped on me today. Um, went, was in Jim's office. I took him up a, a cold plate of stuff that I had from the luncheon so he'd have something to eat for supper tonight. And was, his secretary is a member of the church and she was telling me, she said, did you know Father Baker was in the hospital that they sent him up to Vicenza? I said, no. I said, you know, I met with him Monday afternoon, and he told me he didn't feel well. And I, when I came home, I told Jim, I said, you know, he really is a prime candidate for heart attack. He started smoking again. He, he's overweight. He appears uptight about things. Um, in fact, I can really see a change in him since he first got here. He came here, and he was pretty, had a lot of good ideas and uh, things he wanted to do, and seemed, you know, like a real go-getter, and, and now he's, it's just, he says he's going to do things, and he comes up with all these ideas, but he doesn't carry through on things, and Jim and I have commented on this a lot, that he says, well, I'll get it to you tomorrow, or, uh, you know, get it to you in a few days, and then, you know, it, it doesn't come, and it doesn't come. Well, uh, you know, that was my first thought, that, you know, something maybe with his heart or something like that had happened, and nobody seemed to know why, you know, what was the problem. So uh, when I went over to Camilla's tonight, you know, her upstairs neighbor is, uh, or the Scots, Quincy, you know, is the post-chaplain. So uh, as I was leaving, I, I went upstairs and I uh, asked him, I said, Quincy, I said, you know, I heard father's been sent to the hospital up in Vicenza. I said, you know, what's the problem? And he said, it's psychiatric. And I said, what? And he said that it psychiatric, that he has been accused of a homosexual relationship here. And I thought, oh my goodness. And Quincy, I think, was kind of feeling a little guilty, and he started talking to me, and he said, you know, he said, I'm stressing, he says, are you, you're on the parish council, and I said, yes. And he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling Mike that he needs to get together with the parish council. Mike DeLucas, the new president, and uh, call all the members and, you know, just tell them what's happening because he said the story's just spreading like wildfire through this community. And um, he said, you know, like I stressed to, to Father Bakel, he said, 
just you've been accused nothing has been proved you've been accused you know that's all he said unfortunately I think he got into a situation where it looks bad you know he I think Quincy seems to think that he's innocent but it was just the situation lent itself to an accusation and I think Quincy was kind of getting off on a guilt trip a little bit because he said um, you know I should I've seen this coming. I should have seen this coming. I've seen it coming. Uh, I should have realized what was happening. Um, you know, he's starting. I said, well, Quincy, you know, he feels like he has a ministry to these young soldiers. And Quincy says, well, I feel like I have a ministry to these young soldiers, too. But, you know, you don't start partying with them and drinking with them and uh, having them over to your house, spending the night and giving them your car and things like this. And I said, well, yeah, I knew some of that was going on. So I think he kind of felt like, well, maybe I should have told him, hey, you know, don't do this. You're setting yourself up for, for talk because you know how the community is. It's small and people gossip, I guess. I mean, if there are no stories there, they might make stories up. So he said, you know, I, I hope he'll be able to come back. I don't know. I just don't know what's happening right now. Uh, he's been on Valium, and I, I told Quincy then, I said, well, you know, I can see a change in him since when he got here, the six months he's been here. And Quincy said, yeah. And uh, he said, you know, I just hate to see somebody have to leave right now or, you know, something like this happen. Because, you know, remember I told you what had happened with Father Samsa about, you know, he was ill too. And I, I told Quincy, I said, What's wrong with that job? What's it doing to these people that come take it? And see, Quincy's getting ready to leave, too. He's leaving the 8th of August, going back to the States. The new Protestant chaplain, who will be the post-chaplain, is coming in um, like the 1st of August. And the rabbi here is getting ready to leave. He's been in poor health, and he's a traveling rabbi, travels the whole Mediterranean area, and they've said he's in poor health and he, it's just too much for him and plus his son was in a moped accident and he's all in casts and everything and you know it's just really a bad situation all the way around over the chapel I guess so I told uh, Quincy I said well you know I guess all we can do is pray for him and he said yeah he said that's true so I thanked him for you know telling filling me in on the information and left so I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, that's, you hate, the ramifications of something like that are just, you just can't even conceive of all of them. And something like that to happen in our community, even if he's cleared of it still, just the accusation can ruin you. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be an interesting situation. And then, too, I think with all this happening, with this being brought up against our chaplain, you know, what kind of future is there for the Ave Maria Guild? You know, I was looking for Father for some real strong support. Uh, you know, start off September with a real bang and get a lot of new members because we had really dwindled down a lot. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, like I told you, not to change the subject, but to change the subject, getting a lot of new people this um, summer. A lot of people are leaving. Several of the families coming in are uh, Catholics. That, you know, I've been talking about Ave Maria Gail to them. And 
Um, met some interesting people. Haven't found a couple to play bridge yet, but we found a new babysitter. One couple that's come in that we had over. They have a 16-year-old daughter who babysits. And they also have brought this woman's mother with them. She's from Columbia, as is her mother, and she keeps kids too. So, you know, we might think of letting her keep them for a uh, weekend-type thing, which would be nice. Um, excuse me. So it's nice to see all these new people come in. One fella came in, second lieutenant, with a two-year-old, his wife, who is eight months pregnant. And uh, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, we don't even have a hospital here anymore to deliver babies. You'd have to go in the economy or go four hours away to Vicenza. And then another lieutenant came in. Uh, well, the one I was telling you about who Jim is getting, his wife is like due in October. Uh, oh, and Jim said this fella made such a bad impression on the colonel. He gets in Monday night. His sponsor takes him to staff meeting Tuesday morning. He walks in. The colonel looks at him and says, you can come back and see me when you have seen the barber and the tailor. Jim said you wouldn't have believed how long the fellow's hair was. His mustache was long and droopy below the corners of his mouth. He still had his old insignia in from his last duty station. Um, you know, and the fellow, it's his second duty station. He's a first lieutenant. And I told Jim, I said, I can't imagine that he would appear before a new boss like that. You know, Jim always, I mean, if he has a mustache, he usually shaves it off before he goes to a new duty station because you never know how the new, mo new boss might take the mustache. So um, they left, and his sponsor took him to get all this done. And then when he comes back, he goes into Colonel Mounts's office, and Colonel Mounts was telling Jim the situation. He said, Jim, he says, he comes in, and he walks over to me to shake my hand and says, Hi, I'm Lieutenant such-and-such. -such. Didn't come in, didn't salute, came in, his mustache needed trimming. I told him to get the hell out of my office. When he did something about his mustache, knew how to greet me as an officer, he could come back in. And, you know, Colonel Mounts normally doesn't blow his cool like that, so in you know, within the span of one day, this fella has had it from both colonels. You know, he's obviously on their list. And uh, Jim told me, he said, that's one of the reasons why I was late getting home, Mary, Tuesday night. He said, the colonel gave him to me. He said, here, Jim, he's yours. And he said, I was trying to kind of, you know, talk to the fella and, you know, cheer him up a little bit. He says, he was really down in the dumps. He says, if you can imagine, you know, your first day at a new duty station and you've gotten both colonels against you. So he's, you know, I'm going to have to whip him into shape. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. When I, I saw him in Jim's office, on the, in the outer office today as I was leaving, uh, appears to be a nice-looking fellow, but I noticed his hair was definitely a lot shorter and mustache was neatly trimmed. But I still can't imagine anybody showing up like that uh, to a new duty station about bet you that's the last time he ever shows up like that to a duty station. So let's see what else is happening. Uh, Mike DeLuca has asked about you all a couple times when I've seen him like after church or out. He says, what do you hear from your folks? And you know, they both said how much they enjoyed meeting you. Uh, we have been invited to the wedding of their son on the 20th of August. Uh, I think they were married in the States and they're coming over here and getting married again, I believe. 
uh, it's they're getting married at San Piero Agrado. Remember the old Romanesque church that you and I went to, Mother? And then they're having a big reception at the club. So uh, we'll be going to that. Um, let's see what else is happening. Oh, we got a, a letter from Shelley today. Well, she had called Sunday night to wish us happy anniversary, and Susan had answered the phone. And when we got home, she said, Grandmother called, and Stephen's in the hospital with something that starts with a C. She couldn't remember what it was. And, uh, well, you know, all we could think of maybe something with his diabetes or whatever, you know, we didn't know. And we were thinking, well, if it's really serious, she'll call back. Well, she didn't call back. We got a letter today. And what happened, it seems that Monday, a week ago, well, yeah, he'd gone and what happened was, okay, two weekends ago, uh, which would have been uh, 13, 12, I guess the 10th, the night of the 10th, which was a Friday night, they went out to a barbecue place to eat and came home and that night, Stephen got up during the night and threw up and didn't feel well all weekend long. His stomach was hurting him and, you know, just didn't feel good and just hung around. Um, didn't, couldn't get out of bed Monday to go to work, just really felt bad. And Shelly went ahead and went to work and she got a call from Stephen saying he was going to go to the hospital and he'd drive himself over so she got off work real quick and ran over to the hospital. Come to find out he had a ruptured appendix and Herschel was in Chicago. She didn't have, Shelly didn't know how to get in touch with him. Linda had changed offices. She didn't, couldn't get in touch with her, calling Atlanta. Um, so Shelly said she had to go out and find the surgeon and okay everything, and you know, they had to rush him into surgery. And uh, her, so he had surgery on Monday, and of course, finally got in touch with Linda. Linda came right over, and then Herschel flew in from Chicago the next day. And um, so Shelley said Gene took some days off to stay with him during the day, and Herschel's been staying with him at night. And um, he's doing okay, but it's just that being a diabetic, it has made his recovery that much slower. And they've put him in, though, on the diabetic floor now. And uh, they were going to have, they've been giving him IVs, she said, well, when she wrote this. Um, a week after it had happened, I believe, or no, two days after it, he'd had surgery. She said, you know, they hadn't given him any solid food. He was still taking um, IVs, I believe. And um, so she said, you know, it's just going to be a, uh, a long recovery. But she, when she had written it on a Wednesday and then she called us the Sunday after that, she told uh, Susan, you know, to tell us that Stephen was in the hospital, but he was doing okay. So I assume, you know, He's recovering nicely. But I tell you, his child has had more problems. He really has. Um, of course, Lyndon Herschel, you know, just keep their fingers crossed that he doesn't go blind or whatever, develop some of these other problems because he knows of two kids that he's kept in touch with at camp who've gone blind as they, you know, approached young adulthood. So they just hope he doesn't have anything like that happen to him. Well, the tourists have taken over Terenia. It started 
the weekend after y'all left. And it is really building up to a crescendo now as August fast approaches. Our weather was very pleasant up until, oh, about a week and a half ago, and then it got hot. The days have really been hot. Uh, I say hot, I guess 90 or so. Um, the nights, very cool and comfortable. I mean, I leave the house open at night. I can't open our door because on our bedroom we don't have a screen, plus I don't want it open right there in the front without a screen. So we use the fan, but the kids stay comfortable and we get up in the morning and the house is temperatures down to about 74. It's really pleasant. And then I leave everything open till about 9 o'clock and then I have to close off the front of the house with the shutters and the windows and keep the back open. And then start closing that around, oh, I don't know, 2, two o'clock in the afternoon, 2 to 3 in the afternoon, start closing the back as the sun moves. The, house, the temperature in the house goes up to around 80. It gets to be a little stuffy, but it's so much cooler than um, inside, outside. And where I'd leave all the windows open, it would really get kind of warm with the hot sun coming in. But it's, it's not too bad. Of course, it, we might have to cook in the kitchen. It really heats it up. I have not had anybody come out and check the stove yet. In fact, that's one thing I need to do tomorrow because I'd probably be home most of next week is have somebody come out and, you know, check the door on my, my oven. Because we, we have been eating out some, and uh, like Jim and I sat out this morning and had breakfast out on the front porch, and the kids were still asleep. It was really nice, and I let them go out on the picnic table this morning and have their cereal out on the picnic table because I had my kitchen table set up for the luncheon and everything, and I didn't want them in there. But it really has been warm, and of course Sunday, uh, as I've been going into church around 9 o'clock to practice with Tim, the cars are just streaming into Terenia. And by the time we get back from church, uh, around 11.30 or so, um, our street's just covered with cars. So we've been started taking the Cinquecento in. That um, what I have been doing lately is riding in with Tim in the morning, going in early, and in his car and Jim's been coming in with the Cinquecento so we don't have to take two cars in because we would never be able to um, find a park or get the Granada into the uh, driveway. There's not enough room to maneuver it. Um, the man next door came and cleared out the lot there shortly after y'all left. In fact, I think it was um, the day Shelley and Vera got here or the day after. Uh, he came in and just cleaned it all out. It just really looked nice. And of course, that's been a month ago and the grass has grown up again. Still nothing like it was, but he's got all this big trash pile right there by his front uh, gate in the front corner, not the corner that butts onto our land, but in the other corner. And um, he needs to do something about that. But it certainly is an improvement over what it was. My marigolds have finally taken hold. I went and had to buy some more before Shelly came. I think I bought 20 to put out there. I've got my window boxes all done with the marigolds. They look nice. Um, need to get out and, and work a little bit and do some weeding. Need to weed that back flower bed, you know, that's raised up. I put my azalea out there. I put my hydrangea out there. Planted some marigolds. I've been pinching off some coleus. I'm going to plant in there, too. So I need to get out there and weed that. Um, 
lot of little things I need to do out in the yard. I'm hoping to get to that this week too. Like I said, the tomato plants really look nice. And the grass, we've been having enough rain so that the grass looks, it's looking decent. Um, you remember I told you last year we had such a drought all summer that it was just parched. The whole grass was just brown except where I watered there in the front to give it a little semblance of green. Um, but Terrenia is just hopping. I mean, people all over downtown. Of course, Sunday is especially bad, but even in the afternoons, people come in. Saturday afternoon is bad. All day Sunday is bad. Um, people all over the beach. It's really unreal. Um, so it's, it's just very crowded. Of course, the water pressure has shrunk to like zero. It takes forever for the clothes to fill up and wash. It takes forever to, well, you're used to bathing like last summer in about an inch, of, inch to two inches of water now. Uh, of course, it saves on the water bill, but, but still water's not that expensive here. In fact, we just got a bill for three months and it was 22,000 lira, which is what, 14, 15 bucks? Oh, the lira hit an all-time high last week, 15.37 in the paper. They were offering, I don't 15.20 something, I think, at the bank. Uh, the French franc hit an all-time high of 7.78 or somewhere around there. Did you get your visa bill? Um, we got ours last week. I was kind of surprised. You know, we charged this stuff in May, and here we got it in mid-July. Uh, from our experience before, twice in Austria, it had taken them months. I think one time about six months for us to get our bill. But I was figuring out the price, the uh, exchange rate. Remember, I think the best rate we ever got on the trip was 7.25. Well, uh, most of the bill, which was our paintings, was calculated a 7.61 rate, and then one of the things was calculated at a 7.51, and I think one was a 7.45, so it was a much better rate than we got, and so, you know, we save a little bit of money by charging. Um, I meant to tell you, you know, you said you ran across things in National Geographic that you wish you had gotten out. Well, we had a French folder, well, I call it French folder. We when we lived in Germany, we took manila folders, and as I would, we traveled and saw things in the newspaper, I would cut it out, and I had them cataloged according to country. Well, that was sitting in the buffet, all these little folders from the different countries, and I knew they were there, yet it didn't dawn on me to go in there and do anything with them, but after we came back, I went in there and pulled the folder on France out, and... Um, was looking through and I wish I had thought to take it out because it had some maps and well it didn't have some maps but it had some articles in there and it had things about riding subways and had things about menus and places to go and you know I think it would have been helpful because especially in the menu part some of the things you know we didn't know what they were like do you, if you remember that first night in Paris we got something called Poirot Vanuret or Vanuret um, and we didn't know what it was it was in a, some kind of <coughs> vegetable in a vanuret type sauce, oil and vinegar. But Poirot is leeks, and that's what it was. And, you know, some of the other things we got that we weren't sure of when we got at the time, they were listed in this menu, so that would have been nice to have. Plus it had, I think, some phrases and all that would have been nice for us to have known as we tried to 
stumble through getting our hotel rooms. But, you know, I've thought several times back to that trip, how nice it was and how much we enjoyed it. In fact, Susan is, this every week she goes to the library on Thursdays for the reading club. It's, the kids meet for an hour and they have activities. Of course, she's been reading books through the summer, making book reports up for this reading club. But one of the weeks they were to tell about a, a trip they had taken. And she told about going to France, going to Paris and Lourdes, and she took the postcards with her. And, you know, she was glad she had taken the postcards. And she wrote a little story about where she'd been and everything. So it was real nice for her to do it, too. She had thought about doing it on Rome, but I said, well, you know, most of the kids probably have been to Rome. I said, but not too many of them have been to Paris or Lourdes, so she decided to do it on that. Uh, golly, I see I'm getting near the end of this tape. Um, I will probably be sending a package to you all soon with your anniversary gift, which I already bought, and um, Daddy's birthday gift. I think I won't. I'll go ahead and mail these two tapes. Oh, and I want to send the um, ties that I bought, and also there's some, if I can, send those canning jars, and there are a few clothes, too, that I need to send back that the kids have outgrown. Um, heard from... Kristen recently, and she told me about her trip to see uh, Lee and Spencer. I don't think she was real pleased with it, with the car getting hit and all that. And she, it was, you know, real funny the, the way she described her trip, but uh, it was nice anyway that she got to go. Uh, like I said, we got the two tapes from Lee I haven't listened to yet, haven't heard from John in a while. I uh, heard from Grandmother not too long ago. Oh, I guess it's been about two weeks now. We heard a couple times real close together, and then we didn't hear anything from her for a couple weeks now. Um, can't really think of too much else to say. Uh, so I guess I better sign off. Golly, it's quarter to 12 now, but kids don't have to be to day camp till 10.30 tomorrow, so we'll all sleep in. Hopefully Trey will oblige us. Well, I love you all very much. Let me hear from you again. Again, thanks for the package you sent and uh, the cards. And uh, make us a tape or write us a letter or something. Let us hear from you. Tell Bill and Grandmother we said hello.